You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to 32 Fans in 32 Days. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, is Wheels Wienicker. Wheels, how's it rolling? It's rolling okay. Can we explain to the listeners how insane we are, like what we just spent time doing? I feel like people we can't even explain it. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so we are in the League of Leagues, which is a fantasy league that's baseball, football, and basketball. And we're up to the well, football part. Right there, you can end the sentence. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're, we're crazy people. Right? Um, and we, uh, f- we're up to the football part, which is not a normal football league because we decided it's, it, it's too – football is too schedule-based. For instance, the league I'm in that I've been in for 11 years, I had the second highest point total in the history of the league last year and missed the playoffs. Um, so it's all schedule based. So we decided that every team should play every team every week. So the league is essentially on a, on a, you know, a Google document. Um, so all 10 teams play each other. By the way, we have to mention how mad you are about this league because, uh, my team is, uh, has a uh, coast to coast led baseball and yeah. we're about to start football where I have the best team. Yeah. So, uh, and, you're and your basketball right team is similar to mine in about three other teams in the, in like very clearly like a top four or five team and maybe the best team. Yeah. So me and uh, Josh Cantor, I did a good job so far. My co-owner. Yeah, you have a real chance to really run away. I mean, you could, in theory, win all three leagues this year. It's certainly possible. Wow. Um, I mean, How fo- much does that annoy you? It doesn't annoy me that you would win football. And basketball, it's like, okay, you have a good team, I have a good team. Like, probably whichever team gets injured more will lose. But it annoys me that you won baseball because, like, you guys got Because I've never done fantasy baseball. You guys got a little lucky. You drafted a great team. Um... Uh, no injuries, really. and uh, you No put, injuries. We had Noah Syndergaard as yeah, like our first Well, listen, people. if you draft a Met, that doesn't count. Like, you have to know. Like, yeah, I drafted a Met, too. Conforto has like 30 homers and like 200 at-bats, but he's also out for the year. Um, but, yeah, but you didn't do anything. You have not – like, you didn't know that Mike Stanton was on your team until recently, and he has 51 home runs. Like, you, were, you do Giancarlo, not update that team. Oh, sorry. He's back to Giancarlo. I'm, yeah, I'm like the, the daily baseball updates, I have not been. The only things I was involved with was I uh, instructed our, our my co-owner to pick up Irvin Santana, and we did, and he was really good. Then I instructed my co-owner to trade Irvin Santana, and he did, and it was a really good trade for us. Mm. And then I instructed him to pick up uh, the, the Twins' next uh, closer, Belial. Although was, I did, that's, that's, I did, um, I probably beat you in a trade we made. Nobody cares about a fantasy baseball trade. Which trade was that? Uh, I gave you Mark Reynolds. You gave me AJ Ramos, a closer. Oh, yeah. Ram- Reynolds hasn't really hit, and Ramos like got traded, but is the Mets closer now? We're not, we have 10 points in saves. We're leading the league in saves still. So Yeah, we're bearing the lead, which is we realize that in order to get these guys on waivers, so everybody— well, the lead is the Denver Broncos today, to be clear. <laughs> huh? 
the lead is actually the Denver Broncos. I don't that's get the it. purpose of today's podcast. Oh yeah, that's what... no, 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 that's not. The lead. <laughs> so what? What we realize that like we have free agent auction budget, which means you have to put in a bid on each free agent. Um, but the way we did the league, um, like a fab, lot of, as it's known. To yeah, me. a lot of long story short, like a lot of different players were not there, and we had to figure out a way to get them there. But ESPN didn't have a customizable way, and we realized that the co-league managers in the league. If we traded any player and then cut them, they would become waiver wire material. So you and I just cut our whole teams, picked up 15 guys who we needed to – each picked up 15 guys and then did a 30-person trade and then just go, went manually and cut every single player and then did this and a second time. And then did it another time yeah, for yeah. the next batch. It was insane. Player. And it's 4 in the morning for me also when I, when I had to do this. Like, so I hope everyone who's in the league, if anyone in the league uh, is listening, appreciates that. Uh, we, we care uh, way more than the other eight people. People are at the end, they're going to be like, yeah. Water will finish first and Akiva finish second. Like, um, I mean, I probably won't finish second, but if they do, I think it will probably make sense. Um, yeah, but I'm tired. And I'm going to go to sleep, and you're going to talk to the Broncos guy by yourself. So that's the extent of your Broncos conversation here? I mean, you want to, like, they just, they just re signed the Brocket ship. That's exciting. Yeah. I, li- I like the uh, conspiracy theory that they traded him. He intentionally sabotaged to screw over two like competitive totally. opponent teams. Yeah, they they tried to convince like Belichick to sign him as a backup, and he would have like given them all like their whole playbook and stuff. Yeah, although uh, the idea that uh, the Cleveland Browns would need, the Broncos would need to have a conspiracy to take them down is a little far fetched. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but it's re- it's really only Houston who yeah, got no. screwed, and Houston and Denver were the teams who were fighting over uh, Tony Romo. People assume in the mm-hmm. offseason. Before he went with went with Fox. Uh, here's my one question about the Broncos. So in our preseason power rankings, I had him nine. You had him seven. A cumulative average of eight. In in hindsight, I think that uh, I was way too high on them, and you're even higher than me. Do you think that you were too high at seven three weeks later? On the Broncos? Yeah. I mean, there's a team that went nine and seven last year. No, I they, think their defense is great. They haven't done anything to improve. Yeah, their defense was great last year. No, I think Simeon will be a little bit a little bit better. I think between the three a quarterback, someone will give them like a competent enough play. I think. I mean, it won't be. But here's the thing. But they had no pass protection last year, and now they've replaced Russell Okun with a rookie. Who, by the way, uh, spoiler alert, because I'll bring this up when our guest comes on. But uh, Robbie says that uh, Garrett Bolas was the worst pick in the entire draft. Wow. So, so they're not going to be able to protect uh, their quarterback. Right. Okay. Last year they had the number one defense, but they were also twenty eight in offense in DVOA. And what have they done mm-hmm. to improve that? So they're like the, the they're you know the Vikings, slightly stronger version, I guess, because they're probably a little better defensively. But all right. Uh, so you go to sleep, and I'm going to bring our guest on now. All right. Bye. By the way, the difference between this time and every other time is like when, like you weren't on the Jaguars and the Titans po- episodes the last few days, but we pretended you were. Now you're like openly admitting that you're uh, sleeping through these podcasts. Yeah, but I also gave gave them ten minutes of electric content yeah. explaining our fantasy football league waivers. <laughs> You're almost trolling the Broncos fan because now no one will have listened to his podcast who was preceded by six minutes of complete inanity. But uh, yeah, all right. Now, now I'm on this. Uh, we're not recording, right? No, we are recording. Oh shoot! You want me to stop? Oh no, I was going to say something very racy. Oh, yeah, I bet you were. You shouldn't have told me. Wait, now you're not going to tell me? You can't tease the listeners. No, it's not. It wasn't racy. It was. It, I was just going to call somebody out, and now I'm not going to. Now I'm not going to do it. Oh, you're so annoying. All right, uh, you go to sleep, and uh, Travis, uh, you come on the podcast now. Okay, so now we have Travis Henry on the podcast. Travis, uh, welcome back, second year in a row representing the Broncos on the podcast. Yeah, we're. I'm, I'm coming uh, coming back. Last year when I was doing this, we were on a high, and this year we're sort of. It's. Uh, Everyone feels like it's the apocalypse in Denver at this moment. So, 
Yeah, so well, last year we did this. Uh, Keith and I tried something different. We did whole divisions at a time, so we had all four guests from the AFC West on. The AFC West was definitely the biggest failure of that experiment, although it was entertaining. I think uh, the Chargers fan in particular was getting everybody riled up. But I, I do recall, and, and it was, as you said, you were fresh off uh, you know, the high of having just won a Super Bowl uh, you know, nine months prior, so that obviously affected your, 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 your attitude. But, and so I don't know if you'll take this as a compliment or an insult, but uh, you, know, you definitely uh, you know, seemed uh, like one of like, the more homers, very confident. You, know, you thought you guys were for sure going 13-3. and three. Um, So that didn't happen. The defense was just as good last year as it was in the Super Bowl winning year. And the offense, you know, obviously it didn't seem like things could get much worse than Peyton, but the offense as a whole really, really struggled uh, passing the ball and running the ball. And so you finish 9-7, and seven, but this is a division where, you know, even though the Raiders and Chiefs both went 12-4, and four, I think a lot of people think those teams are primed uh, for a little bit of regression. The Chiefs obviously had a terrible offseason, and, uh, and, uh, and the Raiders, you know, they were 12-4, and four, but with like a, a plus 39-point differential, and, you know, now they have a first-place schedule, and, you know, the question is, uh, you know, are they really more of like a nine and seven type team who a little bit overperformed last year? Uh, so coming into the season, you said you don't feel like the same way you did last year. But does that mean like you know your 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 goal is just you know can we sneak into the playoffs somehow or you know what are your expectations? I guess. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess I would say is I you know I definitely think the I I don't see the Kansas City Chiefs kind of repeating what they what they did last year, but I do worry oh, I do worry about the Raiders because I think that you know we sort of live in a vacuum and in a, in a bubble here is is AFC West is really all that exists and everything else is just peripheral until we get later on in the season. And the Raiders uh, really look like a team that, you know, I, it, it all comes down to the quarterback. We we do not have a quarterback and they have Derek Carr. So whenever we look towards uh, um, other teams and we see that, that the Raiders have Derek Carr, that really comes down to it. That's kind of what's spooking us at the moment. We still have a great defense, uh, but right now so right now the fact that so denver fell in love with kyle sloter do you get do you even know who kyle sloter is or is that just a denver thing no yeah so so that's how dire we are in our quarterback situation right now is that we have trevor simeon uh paxton lynch has just been declared a bust and we had this kid named Kyle Sloter who played. And hold on, I, I'm just discovering that he just signed with the Vikings. <laughs> he did, he did, yeah. So you know, and you know what that means. I mean, uh, but so he's destined for some sort of ruin or failure with the Vikings, of course. So, <laughs> but so what happened with Kyle Sloter was we so we have. Trevor Simeon and we were looking all all summer long for either Trevor or Paxton to just kind of bust out and really be the quarterback of the future and it didn't happen Uh, it's not that Trevor really won the job it's that Paxton just regressed and so all of a sudden we have this kid playing in our preseason games named Kyle Sloter he went to a, a division three college up north in Greeley where the Broncos used to have their two a days and all of a sudden he's like you know lighting it up against third stringers in uh in the preseason games and all of denver fell in love with sloter there was songs team sloter everybody thought this kyle sloter kid was going to be and i think he only played he only played quarterback his senior year at this division three school well hold on so here's my question the vikings signed him to their practice squad why couldn't the broncos do that i understand that they needed to add a healthy quarterback because of you know, because of Paxton's injury, to be like a backup. 
But it's, why couldn't they at least put him on the practice? Yeah, board? what I read was that the Vikings actually offered him more money. Uh, $20,000 a week instead of $9,500 a week that the Broncos were offering him. Okay, and that's so not nothing, th- I guess, when you're a guy yeah, on the periphery. Of the yeah, yeah, exactly. So, anyway, so this is just what I could use $20,000 a week. <laughs> oh, so could I. Yeah, I know. I looked at that. Uh, but so what happened, so this is literally, this just happened Saturday, is that everybody was th- was was on board for Sloter. It was a Sloter all the way, backing up Simeon. Simeon was af- actually an afterthought. He's our starter, but everybody was in love with this kid. And we did the unthinkable. We cut T.J. Ward, and we yeah, brought... Yeah, we got to talk about that one also. <laughs> yeah, and we brought... Brock Osweiler back to the fold <laughs> and it I mean if you're in Denver right now it's like you know I have an Elway jersey uh hanging up in my <clears throat> in my bar where I'm looking at it right now it's curdling at the seams everybody loves Elway but now all of a sudden Twitter and everybody's questioning John Elway and what could he have done and it's basically because when Brock left Denver uh basically you know he, he you, bur- you burned him out the door yeah and he was you know everyone everyone was like good riddance get out of here go away and now we he just successfully sabotaged you know a, a conference rival he he, so. he, he, he sure did you know and now we're, we're and and i think that you know and so now that he's coming back you know you just have the fans who are up in arms and i was the same way my 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 reaction was the same and then I kind of thought about it, and really the truth is Slaughter's experience consists of a few games in Greeley and some preseason, uh, and Brock, you know, led our Broncos to a 30-24 to overtime win over a Patriots team Patriots, yep. that had entered the game with a 10-0 record, and so, you know what, we don't get to the Super Bowl without him, and, uh, yep. and I'll, I'll, take, I'll take Osweiler for the Veteran League minimum over Slaughter or Paxton, because I do think Paxton is a bust, and I don't think, and Paxton... And that's what people keep forgetting because this was really a, a, a competition between Simeon and Paxton, and Simeon kind of rose to the top. So now we're all of a sudden talking about our backup, and I think Osweiler definitely better than, than uh, Slaughter. He, boy, it was fun for the preseason, but, you know, it was preseason. So. You know, and I, I should have asked Superfan Robbie, our college football expert, about this. We just previewed college football a couple days ago, or yesterday with him. But um, – Paxton Lynch in, in in Memphis to me, you know he he'd be playing those games against Houston where it'd be like fifty to forty four, but he never struck me as a guy who was going to be an NFL quarterback, and I was surprised you know that he was drafted you know in the first round. You know I think it was his size. I think that it was his size, and I think Elway just really was was looking. <laughs> well, for that's his... what they liked about Osweiler, right? <laughs> I know, you know, and how many <laughs> times target like the tallest quarterbacks? How many times are we going to do this? And the thing about Sloter too, Sloter's, uh, Sloter, you know, he was playing Division three football, but he was also like 6'5", 220. Oh, really? So. Are you a Nuggets fan? I am a Nuggets fan, yeah. I was going to Paul Millsap has a good arm. He's a good passing big man. That's, so. that's true. They, they probably are talking to him. So I think, though, so what happened is um, – so anyway, so, so that's where we are today. Uh, what's the explanation for the T.J. Ward cut, though? You know, I think that it's really is – we are um, eternally trying to emulate New England, and New England always has this reputation of getting yeah. rid of a, a year too early, getting rid of someone, yeah, a year too early. And you know, the the, the truth is, is uh, 
we we are <clears throat> we're okay back there. Um, and but, hold on, but the difference is that New England trades these guys; so they're getting value back for them. Yeah, I, well, I agree. So I don't. I I think that they, you know, what they were saying was that that they were shopping him around, and that there really wasn't any takers. And so in the end, you know, we feel confident with Justin Simmons, and we saved four four and a half million dollars by cutting him. So. I think I think they. I mean, look, the Viking, I'm a Vikings fan, and they just cut Alex Boone, their only experienced uh, offensive lineman. So I don't know what the hell these teams are doing. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure either. I just think that the I just well, and the, and the truth is, T.J. Ward, he didn't play one preseason game. He does have these hamstring in- injuries, and I think you know, and everyone says it's not too serious, but the Broncos are actually, it 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 benefits them to say that it's not too serious when they were trying to trade him. So I don't know. Maybe the injury is a little bit more serious than. Then, then they let on, but I think either way they were saying we're not going to pay 4.5 million uh, for this guy. When I think they were really ready to get Justin Simmons into the wings anyway. So, all right. So you're coming into the season with Trevor Simeon. I guess my my question is even in front of that. You know, this is a team that had no pass protection last year, and you replaced Russell Okun uh, with uh, with a rookie uh, left tackle, Garrett Bowles. Garrett Bowles, yeah. And, um, yeah, and this is where a superfan Robbie he thought that Bowles was the worst pick in the entire draft. He's old, he does not have a ceiling or an upside. So, um, you know, have they resolved at all the pass protection issue from last year? Yeah, which is funny because I remember I, I actually did uh, the podcast with you guys where we did our our picks too, and I know that everyone yeah. was thinking we were going to get Bowles, and I was not. But anyway, um. I so here's the thing I would say first about Garrett Bowles is I was really down on him. I was I really was like, oh, I, this is a terrible pick. And just from watching uh, um, training camp and preseason and how this guy and hearing what you know, not only the pundits who are who are there every day, but how the players are speaking of him, I think Garrett Bowles may end up being a player, which is really surprising, a really pleasant surprise. Saying that, though, I don't know. I mean, the truth is uh, our line, when I look at it, doesn't look like it got much better. You know, the fact that we kept Donald Stevenson, who was playing, you know, in our last preseason game and given up sacks to fourth stringers, uh, I just, I'm not sure. And so uh, when I came on last year, you know, my premise was that Peyton Manning was terrible the year before and we won the Super Bowl. We can't get any worse, but the truth is it's it's it, I don't think it's the quarterback play. We can have Simeon, we can have Sloter, we can have, you know, anybody back there, but until our line improves, I'm not sure. And that's why I'm not so optimistic as, you know, as I as I was last year cuz last year I thought, gosh, we have to improve just because our quarterback play was so terrible. I don't think it's the quarterback play anymore. I really think it's the line, and I don't think that we've done much to solidify that. Yeah, and by the way, quarterback, we've we've discussed uh, all the way down to the uh, third string quarterback for the Broncos. Uh, we did not mention Swag Kelly, who uh, you know was uh, taking the very last pick of the draft. That's right, Mister Irrelevant. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and Bobby <laughs> thinks that uh, you guys should start Swag Kelly. I think I mean, now he's now he's on injured reserve. I think he injured his wrist or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that the, I think that you know, and well, and that's one reason too. Because I think that they he might be eligible to come back half season they were saying but um, I think that's another reason why we didn't go after Sloter so much for the for the practice squad because Chad Kelly may end up uh, um, getting some getting some field time on that but uh, really you know when you talk about that um, it's not such a joke I mean how how dire the Broncos are right now 
but I think that that's that may be an experiment that's a year out. The truth is, though, we do have Jake Butt who's sitting there, and he could be eligible to come back. Uh, Robbie's a Michigan guy, so he loves Jake Butt. Yeah, but, uh, and, and so that may be something. You really haven't had a tight end in a couple since Julius Thomas went to Jacksonville, I think. Right, right, and so that's something that we're kind of excited about because you know, right now, if you look, we are you know. The fact that we still have Jeff Ironman on our rosters, you know, just showing how how troubled we are at that position. Uh, AJ Derby may end up being something. I'm not sure. Virgil Green is is our starter, but I just I, you know, I think we're all sort of kind of grasping like um, at these what ifs. I mean, and let's just talk about our running backs because <clears throat> the truth is we could have the best upside or we could have the most dismal running back core in the whole league. Uh, all of our running backs, C.J. Anderson, Jamal Charles, Devontae Booker, have some have some sort of injury. Uh, there's some. Yeah, if you're expecting anything from Jamal Charles at this point, I don't know. <laughs> he looked pretty good. You know, he looked pretty you good. Know, that third I understand game. that emotion because yeah. when you're a fan of an opposing team in the division, you saw this guy just destroy the you know the league for a couple of years. So, oh, yeah. now we finally got him on our team. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but you know, I, I yeah, that also, I just I remember being a kid when we when we drafted Tony Dorsett, thinking like, oh, Tony Dorsett, and that did not work out too well for the Denver Broncos. Years and I don't even know if you know that Tony Dorsett was on the Broncos, but so well, I actually know because I just read an article about talking about Marshawn Lynch in Seattle, excuse me, in Oakland, and Adrian Peterson in New Orleans, and it was talking about uh, you know like elite running backs who switch careers at the end of their career to a new team. Yeah, it's never it works out. It's never worked out too well, <laughs> yeah. right? But Jamal, yeah, I mean, like, Jamal Charles, yeah, so, though, if we, if, 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 I mean, hey, look, C.J. Anderson is our starter, and, and we live or die by how C.J. Anderson does. But I think we've seen from C.J. Anderson year after year that he's a good guy to play, you know, to get 10 or 12 touches a game, but he's not going to be a workhorse running back. Yeah, he's well. stay upright. Well, so, well, you know, I mean, you can, you, look, you can work him for maybe six or seven games where you are giving him all the touches, but then, yeah, he's going to wear down and, 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 and he's going to get hurt. Now, we have this rookie, D'Angelo Henderson, who looks like he's the real deal, you know, and I, I tend – I don't give too much credit to rookies uh, in other positions, but we know from, from running back positions – I don't know. I'm in a keeper fantasy league where I picked up David Johnson a few years ago for like a buck, and so and it's yeah. an auction league, and, you know, now I'm paying six bucks for him because – Nobody knew who he was yeah. at the time. So, you know. It could be I, worse. I, I had him his rookie year, and then I dropped him. He had, like, four touchdowns first four games, like kick return, punt return, all these other ways. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, but that's not, like, repeatable. Yeah. I need him as a yeah. running back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So so I like this D'Angelo Henderson kid. And the truth is, hey, if Jamal Charles can just uh, – can I don't know. I mean, you're right. Like, it is – it's it's – I'm – But look, actually, you know what? It's not crazy. Look what Chris Johnson did in, in Arizona that's, where – when they had an injury and they needed him, he actually stepped up and performed well. That's true. Well, and who, who, when Le'Veon Bell went down, uh, D'Angelo Williams. D'Angelo Williams was like, you know, also old. Yeah, yeah, but it looked like the best running back in the league for a while. So, you know, so, so, and Devontae Booker's also good. The the only problem with him is is he's hurt too. So he's just, you know, but he's a young guy, and that was hopefully that was a freak injury. So I don't know. I mean, the truth is, yeah, our offense is is a mess. We have we still have Demarius Thomas and we have Emmanuel Sanders, who are fantastic receivers if we can get them the ball. And if you know, and Trevor Simeon is super super. He's smart. He's got he's got it above the head. He makes you know he he's not going to throw interceptions. He could play. 
you know, I hate to say Brady-esque because nobody's Brady, but he has that sort of those intangibles of where he's a, 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 a smart quarterback who, who you know, kind of commands the field when he's out there. The problem is if he's on his back the whole time, it doesn't really matter. All right, so let's switch to the defensive side now for yes, a second. Yes, um, please. Yeah, so that that's obviously where the Broncos are going to hang their hat. Uh, but there's a difference between – you know, being the best defense in the league and being, like, one of the best defenses of all time. So last year, the Broncos had the best defense in the league. They were number one in DVOA. Um, but, you know, they were 14 in DVOA overall because if you have an elite – and I know this a little bit as a Vikings fan, although, you know, they had injuries down the stretch and the defense yeah, wasn't so yeah. great anymore. But um, if you have an elite defense but no offense, it's, it's, it's hard to get anything done. The year before, uh, you know, the Broncos – had um, you know uh, the number one defense in the league, but in DVOA it wasn't just number one for 2015. It was one of the greatest of all time, which is why you know they could be uh, you know a team that could win the Super Bowl even with an offense that was you know again bottom ten. So you know this defense, you, you've lost a couple guys getting older, like T.J. Ward, you said, but it's it's still it's still a great defense. But can it be the difference between you know a great defense in a seasonal way and a great defense like in an all-time way, which is really what you need. If you're gonna, if you're gonna beat the Patriots in the playoffs, yeah, that's right, that's right. So yeah, I, so I don't see that. I mean, I see them as being uh, still elite, still tops. Uh, you know, and I would say that. So when we go back two years ago, when we look at the stats, we can say that's how we got to the Super Bowl. But there was a lot of also just just luck, right? You know, uh, balls going the right right way. Yeah, uh, that happens any time in the playoffs, right? Right, right, right. So. All we, I mean, look, the Giants have won two Super Bowls in the last 10 years with nine and seven mediocre teams. Exactly. So my point is, so so that's my point, is that we don't have to be the best defense of all time. We just have to get to the playoffs, right? Yeah. And so that's what that's – and I think we can do that because, you know, here's the, here's the truth. In the AFC West, last year I was kind of afraid of the AFC West. This year, you know, I'm, I'm only Oakland. But the, the, the thing is, is like Jack Del Rio, you know, he reminds me a lot of John Fox where – like he seems to get it and he seems to like get his teams almost there but just not quite you know just doesn't quite to get him over the hump so we're kind of relying on Jack Del Rio to like you know at some point implode his team and uh them not to 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 make it up to snuff and then well if you're not afraid of anyone else in this division other than Oakland I mean there's nobody else in the AFC other than, you know, the division league. There's nobody else for the wild card you're worried about, right? I mean, who Cincinnati? I mean, who? there's nobody in the AFC East who's a wild card contender, right? There's nobody in the AFC South who's a wild card contender. You know, uh, I, maybe you could argue Tennessee, Houston, the team between it's, them that doesn't win that it's, division. It, it all comes down to the Patriots, right? It all comes down to the Patriots. But what I'm saying is, but if but if the Broncos – okay, so the, let's say the Broncos, if you see them not winning the division, they'll win the division. Okay. You still expect them in the playoffs? Well, yeah, I, I I would think that we would be a we would be a wild card team. Um, well, play Pittsburgh maybe. I mean, um, well, we'd play New England. I mean, that's probably who. It it seems to me I don't I can't remember us not playing New England the past ten years, right? Either yeah. for for a uh, critical regular season game or in the playoffs. And so it all comes down to it all comes down to always play New England. And so, yeah, so if we look at Oakland, and let's say Oakland does win the division, yeah, maybe you're playing Cincinnati, maybe you're playing Houston. Indy probably is going to just, I don't know what happened to Indy. It's uh, Well, Andrew Luck was their only good player, and he's not healthy to start the year. So. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just, you know, and it's, it's, it's sad. They're trying to repeat what they, what they did with Peyton. <laughs> but what are they going to do? Draft Sam Darnold? Like Andrew Luck's only twenty six years old. I know, so. I know, I know, I know. So um, yeah, so yeah, so so 
I, I do have a, you know, I, I, I'm optimistic about us getting to the playoffs, but in Denver, we hold ourselves to kind of a, you know, to a pretty high standard. It's Well, hold on. If we go back to the sentence you just said, maybe uh, the Colts will give you Andrew Luck the way they give you Peyton Manning. That's true. That, that wouldn't be such a bad idea. He'll be back in a big way in 2018. Yeah. Well, I'll text John and see if he... Uh, See, see what he thinks. I mean, I actually, you know, it, but 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 even then, we need the offensive line. We need an offensive line. I mean, I, I think it keep, keeps coming back to that. Doesn't matter how good our defense is. Doesn't matter how good our our quarterbacks is until we uh, until we can do something with that uh, offensive line, we're in trouble. Let me ask you a question. Uh, do you know what a scoregami is? Mm, tell me what a scoregami is. Okay, so scoregami was this great video this guy made uh, on SB Nation last year. I think, I think I called his 20-minute video the greatest TV show of 2016, actually. And he basically made this chart of every score of a game that has ever happened in NFL history dating back to 1920. Gotcha. And 30-2, to two, your, uh, ah. your uh, win against the Arizona Cardinals in the final preseason game, that was a scoregami. 30-2 to has never happened in an NFL game in history. Oh, that's great to know. So, yeah, but uh, preseason games, unfortunately, don't count for scoregami. Oh, down. darn it, darn it, yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't think that – because most of, like, the two games were in the early years of football, but that's yeah. when nobody was scoring 30. Well, yeah, so so, so what happened with uh, – so Kyle Sloter, so, yeah, so everyone's like, oh, Kyle Sloter is – he's the next coming, you know, and he's, he's everything. And so basically the coaches said, hey, yeah, so you have a chance, you know, this is your chance to show us what you can do. And, like, third play of the game, he got sacked for a safety. So that was uh, – that was kind of when the writing on the wall. And he came back and he played great or ever. But but I think that was when, you know, the Broncos were like, look, we're not we're not having this guy as our backup quarterback. So yeah. he still was better right, than well, Paxton so Lentz, though. Let's look at the schedule for a second. Um, you guys are starting in week one, uh, yeah. the way the Vikings started the last two years, with the late Monday night game. Yeah. I mean, back that used to be like Mike and Mike or Chris Berman, like just some god-awful announcer. I think Rex Ryan might be involved this year. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that, yeah. that'll be a game you keep on mute. But uh, you're home against the Chargers. Are you? Uh, we're playing. We're playing the the uh, schedule game, by the way. So are you going to take that as a win or a loss? You know, I am taking that one as a win. Uh, the Los Angeles fans don't travel well to Denver. They, yeah, and and the Chargers. Just I'm just I'm just. Uh, you know what? I I, I, I I did take. I'm trying to imagine someone in L.A. who becomes such a hardcore Chargers fan so quickly that not only are they getting season tickets to that dinky thirty thousand. But that they're traveling to Denver. Yeah, for like right, right. Game. Well, hey, even San Diego, San Diego games in San Diego, we would consider them Denver, yeah. Denver home oh, games. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. it was just crazy. I can't imagine so. there'll be a thousand uh, Chargers fans in the no, whole stadium. No, no. Right. So. Right, so that's a win. Uh, week the week two at home for the Cowboys, uh, a bit of a different challenge. So the question is, you know, is is Ezekiel Elliott? Is he? Is he? Yeah. Playing and by, or by the way, play? if we post this on Tuesday, then by the time people are listening, they may know the answer. That's we're recording this Monday night, but I think that I think the answer is going to come out tomorrow. I think it'll be reduced, but I, I don't think he's playing week two. I think it'll be reduced to two games. Yeah. So it's kind of insane. Like my without knowing any of the facts, obviously, my assumption is that he probably did not do very nice things to that girlfriend. However, when the NFL investigator is recommending no suspension, it's yeah, very hard yeah, to justify. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I yeah. don't. Um, Again, I'm not. I don't. I don't think he's a great guy. I don't think that you know he was. He was probably great in that relationship, but the NFL investigator, who knows a lot more about it than me, you know, recommended no suspension. So I'm not sure how they ignored that. So. Yeah. So normally, I would say that. Um, normally, I you know, Denver looks like a pretty 
or, or you know, the Cowboys look pretty tough. But Denver usually plays pretty good against them, and especially at home. I'm going to take that as a win, and I know that may, may have me sounding like a homer, but I, I think that we are going to play them well at home. All right, and that that game will probably be uh you know get most of the country watching a late game yep. at Fox. Uh, yep. Between, uh, with the well, anytime the Cowboys are playing. Yep. All right, week three go at Buffalo, first road game. Yep, and I'm gonna think that we are gonna stumble there. Okay. All right. So two two wins against uh, better teams at home, and then and then a loss on the road. Yeah. That's a Buffalo Just team that. Yep. Nathan Peterson might be their starting quarterback, apparently, who yep. I never heard of until today. So. <laughs> all right, but uh, all right, two and one. You uh, you come home last game before the bye against the hated Raiders. Who might also probably two and one, maybe three and zero, something like that. Yeah. So, uh, an important game heading into the early bye. And I think we're gonna lose that one at home. All right. So you dropped a two and two bye week. Come out of the bye week, at home on Sunday night football against Eli and the Giants. We're gonna we're gonna crush them. All right. I'm, I'm glad to hear that because I, I always enjoy seeing the Giants lose. All right. Three and yeah. two. Then you go at Los Angeles to uh, yeah. wrap up that season series gonna, in October. We're gonna win in the soccer stadium. Okay, yeah, so a sweep of the Chargers. Uh, yeah, yep. there will be very few Chargers fans in that stadium, I think, for that game. Yep. All right, so now 4-2, and two, and now Monday night, the first game against the Chiefs of the year. I think that we're going to beat the Chiefs. All right, so you go into Kansas City and Arrowhead. You win, yep. now you're 5-2. and two. Yep. Uh, yeah, in this hypothetical, I don't know where Oakland and uh, Kansas City are, or, and the Chargers, well, I guess they have at least two. Yeah. I would assume you're probably near the top of that division, if not Chief, at the top of it. Chiefs, Chiefs are probably at 4-3. and three. I think the Raiders are... Raiders are Maybe the, their only loss is against us. All right. Okay, so now 5-2. and two, You go at Philadelphia the next week. Yeah. Oh, we beat Philadelphia. Okay, so now you're 6-2. and two. Yep. You're facing the, I'm going to assume, 8-0 and o Patriots. Yeah. At home. Last year, uh, or excuse me, a couple of years ago, as you said, with Brock Osweiler, no less, you ended the Patriots' undefeated season. Yeah. I think I think they crush us. All right, so Sunday Night Football. Now, I have actually, when I predicted every game of the season, I predicted the, the Broncos to win this game and that to be New England's first loss. Um, so the only that's the good news for you as a Broncos fan. The bad news is I, I don't think that highly of the Broncos. I just I think you know this is a defense that has shown that they can, uh, you know, they they can Brady they can rattle they can rattle Brady. But I also think that the, the Patriots are, are a team that actually have they won't say it publicly, but they have long memories, right? And they remember what happened last time they were in Denver. And I think that if they get the opportunity, they're just gonna they're just gonna crush us. But I do think this. I mean, I do have this, this is a Broncos team that would cause even like in the Jake Plummer years, you guys were beating them. Yeah, I, I, ju- I just I do think it's that memory from last year where they're going to – I think, you know, Patriots, when they set their minds to something, they can do something. Now, I will say this, though. I do have this – I do have this sort of dream scenario where the, you know, Trevor Simeon gets hurt in the first quarter and Brock Osweiler comes back <laughs> to uh, – to exact revenge on the Patriots and then leads us to the Super Bowl, which, you know, so so that's my alter scenario that I'm just not going to, I'm not going to say it for this podcast exactly because I might get drug tested, but uh, we're, yeah, we are in Colorado. So, but, um, but, but that's my, but for this, for, for this purpose, I'm going to say that's a loss. All right. Six and three at home the next weekend, Cincinnati, again, probably one of the chief rivals for a wild card spot. But by November nineteenth, we're we're crushing the Bengals. Oh wow! So seven and three. The over under on this team is eight. Uh, you might you might hit it in November if you can. Uh, you go into Oakland for the rematch. Yeah, yeah. I think that we lose at Oakland. Okay. All right. So uh, seven and four. Yep. Right. And uh, now now you go at Miami. The yep. Next and week. Jake Cutler throws five interceptions. 
But you're giving a lot of benefit of the doubt that Jake Cutler's even still playing in December, I think. That's true. All right, so it, yeah, as, I mean, I don't know. How do Broncos fans feel about Jake Cutler? I mean, he was traded. It wasn't, you know, his fault. Oh, we hate Jake Cutler. Oh, okay. I mean, like so, everybody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bronco fans actually... Jake Cutler doesn't care. It doesn't matter whether, whether uh, they get traded or, you know, or left on their own or what. I mean, once a, once a quarterback leaves Denver, he's, you know, he's hated. So. All right, so eight and four... Uh, you're home against the Jets, who are that's starting right? semi-pro yep. players at that point, I think. Yep, that's a buy. Okay, so, so nine and four, and so yeah, yeah you're, so you were definitely taking the over on eight, right? Yeah, oh for sure. Yep. Are you insulted that you know half the league is at eight and a half this year, and the Broncos are below them? Uh, no, Vegas I mean, says the Broncos is a below-average team. I mean, I think that they've. Uh, it was the same way of last year, and we beat that. And um, I think the year we won the Super Bowl, what was it like nine? So yeah, well, I, well, nobody's is really ever over like eleven and a half. So yeah, I think they were yeah. twelve and four that year. So I'm sure they went, went over. Yeah, the over yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean the Patriots this year are twelve and a half. That's the highest of just we're used to in Denver. I mean that's and whether it's true or not, I don't know. But we're used to like being disrespected. That's just that's kind of <laughs> kind of our mantra, you know. Yeah, all you, all you've done is win three Super Bowls in the last fifteen years. That's right. That's years, right. All right. Okay. So nine and four. Uh, now you go at Indy on a Thursday night. Uh, Short rest. Yeah. Luck in theory is playing at this point, but who knows? Yeah, I still I think we beat I think we beat Indy. Yeah, because even like Indy was beating the Peyton Manning Broncos, you know, when they were Super Bowl contenders. Um, but uh, all right, so you, you but they but but they were yeah they were and then but not not um but the, Indy has dropped so far like I don't know what happened yeah. with it. Oh yeah, no, yeah they 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 have no team running. All right, yeah, ten and four Christmas Eve. You're at Washington. So we're at Washington. I think that you know I got. You might, you might. It might be a preview of your next quarterback. Kirk Cousins will be a free agent. I know. Likely. I know. I know. I know. I think the Redskins. I think that. I think by that time the Redskins. Uh, I think the Redskins win that game. All right. So ten and five. Uh, still, most likely, if they haven't clinched a playoff spot, then they have a lot on the line at home against the Chiefs. Are you going to get a season sweep against the Chiefs? We're going to beat the Chiefs. Oh wow! So eleven and five. Okay, so locked into the playoffs. But uh, you know, do you expect eleven and five? You expect to win the division? Or you expect to uh, be behind Oakland? I think we would. Part? We're going to be behind Oakland because Oakland's either right. going to be twelve and four or they're going to be tied with us. But they'll they'll have the tiebreaker. Yeah. All right. So then that means that you have to go on the road to face probably uh, Houston. I would I would imagine. Do you really think Houston? Or Tennessee? I don't know who's winning that. I mean, who's winning that division? Yeah. Somebody. Right. Uh, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah. Either, either, give us a win, no matter who. I mean, except yeah, for five you know. four. I, it really annoys me that the NFL does this. I don't. I understand why the owners want every division winner to automatically make the playoffs. I don't personally agree, but fine. You want to do that, do that. Yeah. But I don't yeah. understand why they're guaranteed a home game. Now, some like you, it benefited you guys the Tebow year when you were an eight and eight and playing at home against an yeah. eleven and five Pittsburgh team. Yeah. But yeah. it's just stupid that a far better team because they're in a division with another good team is always on the road in week one against yeah. the worst yeah. division winner. Yeah. 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 But we'll take it. Um, I mean. Yeah. All right. So, okay. So then, uh, and then, and then the next week, that means you'd have to go into New England. Yeah, and so, and I don't see, I see, yeah. I see it very much playing out just like it did the Tebow year, where we, you know, beat <laughs> Pittsburgh at a, you know, last minute hail mary, and then New England kind of brought us down to earth. And I think this year that'll happen. I think that'll happen again. Unless, uh, unless uh, I think that has to be a big improvement on last year to uh, go eleven and five and make the division round of the playoffs. I think it would be fantastic, with Trevor Simeon. I and think then, okay, so does that mean that Trevor Simeon's your quarterback entering next season as well? Or I are th- you doing this despite him? <clears throat> I think that if Trevor plays, 
if if Trevor's the leader and we get to an eleven five season this year, that the best thing that we could do is go into next year as Trevor the solidified name starter. I think one of the biggest detriments this year has been that because you know they 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 called it an open competition, there was no secret they really wanted Paxton to take the job. You know, it was, a, it was Elway's first round round pick. You know, and they really wanted him to kind of grab the reins, and he didn't. And I think that that was a distraction, you know. And so I think next year, if we can go in, and if Trevor really proves himself, and we say, look, Trevor's Trevor's the starter. There's no, there's you know, we're not going to have any distractions on that. And then really, you know, work on solidifying the offensive line, uh, because I don't think that we did that. You know, I as much talk as much as we talked about it, and as much as everything, I think Garrett Bowles actually might be a might be a good uh, addition you know but we're still you know we still are 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 dealing with the, the Donald Stevensons and the and the Ronald Learys of the world and you know Menelik Watsons who and I don't, I don't know we'll see so but I just really feel like that's really where we're we're going to be weak and unless we do something it's just we're we're going to be just doing this year after year so I mean, the one thing about the one thing about the Broncos, I'll say this is what's what's kind of put us in a in a in a position is we're not used to having crappy quarterbacks. We're not used to having this like new quarterback every year. Um, even you know, when we have Elway, we have Manning, you know, even Jake Plummer, who Osweiler went and worked out by the way, which I think might be a good thing. So, but we're kind of like now we're kind of stuck with the rest of the league where, you know, every year you're wondering, you know, who's the leader of our team? And, and that's, you know, I guess it's good for the NFL because that's, that's where you get parity and that's where you get different teams winning all the time. But it's yeah. not, it's not that much fun. All right. Well, you can't complain if you go 11 and five and that's true to the hated because you know, they, they might not have a loss all season. All right. Thanks so much for joining us, Travis. Uh, Good luck to your Broncos this year, and um, all right, and go uh, and hey, luck. and good luck, good luck to the Vikings. I told you, like my neighbor across the street, he he flies a Vikings fan before every game, and I started uh, going over there and watching it with him, and that became my NFC East team, and I really uh, discovered how heartbreaking it is to be a Vikings fan. Yeah, because yeah. as good as they are, and they're rolling. I mean, they are they really like the things. I'll that find happen. a way to lose. Yeah. Oh, well, there was the game at at Denver a couple of years ago, actually. It's when uh, Teddy Bridgewater was driving for possibly a game winning or game tying drive, and uh, you know the the fumble. Yeah. And then yeah. In December we did the same thing against the Cardinals on national television. Yeah, yeah. So, it's like it's yeah. gut punches. I just I always think yeah. the Vikings just take gut punches like no other. So. Yeah. Well, I have no expectations this season, so yeah. I can only be left on. I don't know if you saw Sports Illustrated's prediction. Uh, I think we'll save that for the Vikings podcast, which is in a day or two, but. Sports Illustrated made a prediction for the Vikings, which, if it were to happen, would be just another, you know, all-time gut punch for the Vikings. Gotcha. Well, I'm the only one who's still reading Sports Illustrated at this point in 2017, but uh, they're openly trolling me with their prediction. You need to go and check out the uh, check out the video for Team Sloter. Okay. So, uh, and actually, the 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 song Team Sloter, and so it's. Well, you guys got a lot of backup quarterbacks with the songs because Swag Kelly has his own song. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got the, we got the most talented backup quarterbacks in 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 the entire country. But yeah. check out now. Yeah, but you guys have you guys have Sloter now, so watch out. He may be uh, starting for you guys before you know it. So. All right, Team Sloter. Okay, thanks so much. Good and, talking uh, to good you, much, Travis. All right, Bye-bye. see you. Bye. Number one on the field and in the heart. Team Slota. Team Slota.
Okay, listen. There's no chance Akiva's going to know anyway, unless someone tweets at him or writes on the Facebook wall, because we know Akiva doesn't listen to the podcast anyway. But I don't want him to go complain and say that I didn't play like I was supposed to. I didn't play his outro song. So I'm going to go ahead and play it now. And, you know, I can't complain because it was played. My sweet summer's gone And on my mind She made it clear Lipstick can't be wrong My summer, summer My sweet summer is gone My sweet summer is gone Warm was the weather outside the day we met Blue was the color of skies the day she left Short was the time we had, it was the best Cause long were the nights we spent with no rest I met her on a Friday, she left on a Monday Wrote me a letter, said she hoped to see me someday We had a good time, I can't deny that You could be my sunshine every time you fly back there's another one Your loving and I hate to see you go My sweet summer's gone she left me here with sand in my bed She played me all night long But I do it all over again Whoa. My sweet summer's gone And all my men She made it clear Her lipstick can't be wrong My summer, summer My sweet summer is gone My sweet summer is gone Yeah, she left in the morning, gone without warning Fun while it lasted, lost in the moment She played me real good, took me for a ride Now she's our fun and never playing back to real life Yeah, she dipped out, smoked on my weed Then she flipped out, left in my slumber Waited till I passed out And on my dresser was a paper and her number I filled it up with grass and I burned it for summer Cause there's another one You're loving and I hate to see Summer's gone She left me here with sand in my bed She played me all night long But I do it all over again Whoa. My sweet summer's gone And all my men She made it clear Her lipstick can't be wrong My summer, summer My sweet summer is gone My sweet summer is gone Like a midnight thief You ain't no friend of me How could you lead me on Now my sweet summer is gone My sweet summer is gone Now my sweet summer is gone Summer is gone. Now my sweet summer is gone.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.